Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Coming up on NBA Today, it was winner go home last night, and man, did it sure feel like it. How an unlikely hero may be the reason that the Bulls advanced. And with the Pelicans officially eliminated, what exactly is in store for Zion Williamson's future after missing the Pelicans' last 46 games? Brian Windhorst is here with the latest. Plus, Sixers head coach Doc Rivers, he joins this show live, and we ask him about his mindset for his team heading into round one on Saturday on ESPN. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Richard Jefferson, Malika Anders, and man, if you were not a fan of the play-in before last night, I hope you are now, because this game in Toronto was so much fun. So let's go running with the Bulls as DeMar DeRozan is back in his old stomping grounds. They were down by double digits and slowly crawled their way back in here, clawed and fought. It was impressive watching Zach Levine, and look, they had some outside help, you know, we'll get to later, but ultimately DeMar DeRozan (laughs) played like an all-star. He played like a guy that was going to give it all back into the place where he got drafted. They traded him, and so he gets a little get back. Watch Vucevic here. Draws so much attention, but who's standing in the corner? Mr. Play-in himself, Patrick Beverly, for the wide-open three. I'm telling you, that's the story. Pat Bev, he has that energy. Say what you want. When he shows up, he brings a high level of competitive energy, and it's shown throughout his career. And then here, here's the big boy, Scotty Barnes. Watch out, little fella. You can't give it up at that point. Time and score in the game. DeMar gets all the way to the rack. Oh, it, it was impressive watching them work. But again, this game was so exciting because, yes, the Bulls were coming back. They were doing so many things, but you just felt like Toronto, their energy was like, uh, we're going to fight, but, you know, we're going to make it a good show. I think they took that first punch, and they had nothing left in them after that first punch. So DeMar attacking once again goes up. This shot would be short, but a foul was called. Let's see that one one more time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this one, Rich. That is definitely not a foul call. <laughs> that is the, the right but reaction. Watch Pascal Siakam here. Down three, and oh, that that is a foul call. So down three, Alex Caruso sends Pascal Siakam to the free throw line with a chance to tie it. But you mentioned an unlikely defensive performance. Well, here's DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Right, that scream you heard every single time the Raptors went to the free throw line. She screamed exactly like that. Here's Billy Donovan after the game. He was great. I mean, he was assertive. He was aggressive. Um, I felt very, very decisive. When he does that, I feel like he's at his best. You know, when when he's not trying to survey and hold the ball and he just goes in his attack mode. He was a huge part, I think, closing that third quarter out that, you know, kind of gave us some life. We was fine, you know what I mean? We was fine, you know, nobody kind of panicked. No, you know, we just knew what we had to do. You know, we, we, we put ourselves in a hole 
and we understood what we had to do to get ourselves out, you know, and that's what we did. But I mean, I, I just wanted to help us win the game. If I had zero points or 40, you know, I just wanted to help us win the game, and we did that. So, it's, you know, move on to the next one and, uh, you know, see what we can do from there. All right, so for a little bit more on the Bulls and on the Raptors, Kendrick Perkins, Brian Windhorst with us now. So the Bulls, they have moved on. The Raptors are eliminated. But, Perk, which team did this game have more of an impact on here? Oh, it's the Chicago Bulls. Hmm. And I want to go all the way back to the trade deadline when we were talking about the Lakers and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But we didn't talk about the Chicago Bulls and who they added. We were talking about was they going to trade Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan. But they simply added Patrick Beverly, a guy that gave that locker room life, a guy that brought togetherness. That's what we saw last night. We saw a team that was down double figures, looked like Toronto had control of the game the entire game, and then all of a sudden, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan went off. And why did they go off? Because you need a guy like Pat Bell to put that key in your back, to put that energy into your team. Hell, Billy Donovan probably loved Pat Bev at this moment because I do, but it just goes to show you, regardless of what the box score says, when you have a guy that brings that type of vibe, energy, leadership to your locker room, it carry on, carries over even to your franchise guys. And that was the impressive thing about that game and the Chicago Bulls last night. Well, the Bulls are the first 10 seed to win a game in the play-in tournament since this format in 2021. Which team were you looking at here, Brian? Yeah, I think this is a fitting way for the Raptors season to end because hmm. it was just a general disappointment. You know, they were the number five seed last year and the belief was they were going to continue down that path. And now, after a very disappointing season, you know, at home early, they've got all these questions. You know, Nick Nurse did sign a walk back his previous comments today, but, you know, he raised the possibility that maybe his tenure is at an end in an interview um, just 10 or 11 days ago. Then Fred Van Vliet headed for free agency, couldn't come to terms on a contract extension. He is going to be highly desirable and or, and or very costly. Then you have two players that are extension eligible. And frankly, you either extend them or trade them. And OG Ananobi, whose name was out there a little bit at the trade deadline, and Pascal Siakam, who was all NBA last year, has got a chance to be all NBA this year. And then you have to address the fact that Scotty Barnes, who was the rookie of the year last year, just didn't have a very good season and didn't look like he took a step forward. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot for the Raptors to handle. Let me just say this. Do not assume that the Raptors are going to blow up because multiple times in the Masai Ujiri era, it's looked like they were going to hit the button, and he never has. He's always generally kept it together, but definitely facing some serious questions and some possible changes. Right, including at the trade deadline when everyone was asking, mm -hmm. all right, are they going to be the team that sells at the deadline? But the fact of the matter is they led by 19 points with nine minutes left in the third, and so this was a little bit of an unraveling for the Toronto Raptors here. But the Bulls, they are on their way to Miami, and fingers crossed – if they arrive in time, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, they will be joining this show live from the team bus. But, I mean, DeMar's cool. We like DeMar. But the, the star, the star DeRozan, the real DeRozan last night, it was DR. We got a little sneak peek during the highlight, but here's her dad on her impact on the game. Your daughter, DR, she was making an impact on the free throw line. My daughter called me the other day. You know, she just said, Dad, can I... Can I come to the Toronto game? I almost said no because she in school back home. But 
she was just adamant on, about coming to support. And I just said, uh, you, you can miss one day at school and you know come to a game. And I'm glad I did. Um, I owe her some money for sure. Yeah, like bad free throw night. Like you know, um, just miss miss some free throws, especially those uh, three at the end or two at the end. Um, super important. Um, I, I don't know. I just I just miss them to be honest. Um, and and uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it, it probably is going to come down to those free throws. Miss 50% of them when you're 5 for 10, it's probably not a big deal, right? But I mean, that's a lot of misses, right? So, you know, we left a lot of points on the board there, uh, for sure. Uh, nah, she gotta go back to school. school. Yeah. So Richard, what did you shoot from the line in your career? Like 92, 93. No, like 77. Well, that was that's not playoff. Okay. Playoff okay. Final okay. 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 So, do you think you could do it with what? D I mean, 50 percent. Oh. That's what the Raptors shot when she was screaming every single time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a professional adult, so yeah, I can. That is not ready. true. You're not a professional adult. Oh. She didn't even make you miss that time. Oh, that was just Toronto. I'm just giving a kiss. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. You're terrible at this. Oh. Okay, now I'm, now I'm running for your rebound. There we go. Okay, nothing like that. So if you can make it, if you can make it when, when she does it, can you make it when Kendrick Perkins? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. One of us shot technical free throws in our career. One of them's not great. Oh, God, is, is that hair I see growing on your head? Come on, bring me on the gym. So here's bring the deal. The Next up for the Chicago Bulls is not Richard Jefferson. It is the Miami Heat. And Chicago swept the season series against the Heat, winning all three meetings by an average of over 10 points per game. The Bulls shot over 50% from the field in those games. However, the Heat, they are favored by five and a half points tomorrow. So for more on this matchup, we welcome in our friend Vince Carter. Hey Vince, so what are you looking at? Has, has, who has the edge and the keys in this next matchup? I think Malika, the, the Bulls do have the edge because of their defense as well. We talk about Levine and DeRozan in, with their offense and how they took over when they were down with 19 points, but their defense also got them back in the game. Alex Caruso, Pat Bev, Williams, those guys were huge, creating uh, deflections, getting steals, getting easy buckets. You see, like Caruso in the passing lane, getting easy buckets, getting them. I mean, that, that was deflating. You can just see now, once they started getting blocks like that, getting steals, you started seeing shoulders drop, dropping the head. Patrick Beverly in passing lanes, just getting up in guys, just causing, wreaking havoc. And then Zach Levine gets the ball in transition. DeMar DeRozan gets the ball in transition. Those guys were impossible to stop because they were in rhythm. So the Chicago Bulls defense has traveled to Toronto and got it done, and it will travel to Miami to edge out the Miami Heat. And this is going to be an interesting matchup for DeMar DeRozan because he had to go to Toronto to advance, and now he's playing against his, his former running mate in Toronto, Kyle Lowry, to try to secure that final spot. But we know that the Miami mm -hmm. Heat, they have something to avenge a little bit here, especially on the glass. They just were not that great last game. So we'll see how it all goes down. Vince Carter, do not go very far. We still have a lot to get to on our show. We're going to head over to the West because Shea Gilgis-Alexander 
and the Thunder. They put on a show last night in the Big Easy. Are they the next NBA powerhouse? Perk, he has some thoughts on that one. Plus, what comes next for Zion Williamson in New Orleans? So Brian Windhorst is standing by with the absolute latest on Zion. And we have a special treat coming up on the show. Sixers coach Doc Rivers, he stops by to tell us exactly why Joel Embiid is the MVP and about their playoff run. We'll be right back after this. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. And in part by Renovations, an original series, now streaming only on Disney+. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let me do it. Now it's time for today's Driven Performance presented by Duncan. Woo! Look at that Canadian tuxedo I'm over there. I'm actually thinking of you. wearing a Canadian tuxedo to the game this weekend. Should I do it? No, you should not. No, <laughs> now you I'm should definitely not, going not to. Unless you want to hear me say something. Shane Gildas Alexander. Ooh, high off the glass going to work. No, it, it was impressive. It, it was so impressive watching him work. And I had a bunch of friends that were Pelican friends. Jasmine Hadley, they were watching the game. And they were like, who are these guys? I'm like, look. The, the the OKC Thunder, they got a lot of talented players and they got a superstar in Shea. And this is the first time that a lot of people are getting to see them up close. They have a squad. Josh Giddy, Oof. impressive. The, the Pelicans, though, they didn't go away. Brandon Ingram down the stretch, turns it over. Shea gets out in transition here. Ooh, it just... They play with an energy. They play with a togetherness. That's also the reason why they, they were able to do the things that they were able to do all season long, not just tonight. And look, Tough I know we talked. Can we give some love to B.I.? His bucket. ankle touched the ground, and this man kept playing. They don't build him like that anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the Thunder, just a little too much here for the Pelicans to overcome. But Brandon Ingram, clutch bucket over Lou Dort, too, who is an elite defender in this league. Was looking for a foul. Didn't get it. Wouldn't get that call here. And then with an opportunity, down three, the Pelicans turned it over. And essentially, that would be the end of the game and the end of the Pelican seasons. But for SGA and Josh Giddy, they were excellent. After they combined for just 19 points in the first half, they turned it up when it mattered the most. Shea had 25 in the second half. Giddy chipped in 19. Both finished over the 30-point mark. I mean, what an effort from Shea. Here's Gilgis Alexander. Tom staying with him, spins, gets inside, left-handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. The way he came out in that second half and led us to a big win, that's why he's one of the best players in the league. Teams are going to throw all sorts of coverages at him, but nothing rattles him. 
visceral competitor, and he's got the poise to basically get the other guys going. Well, they're going to trap Gilgis Alexander, and there's going to be four-on-three opportunities. I wanted to kind of set the table and make sure my teammates were ready to go confident and attacking. Once I did that, defense would have to worry about them as well, and my offensive game would open up. Gets inside the floor, it's gone! Oh, what a shot from Gilgis Alexander! All right, bringing back Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Brian Windhorst, Kendrick Perkins, the whole squad. But Perk, I know you were locked into that game and you jumped on Twitter and you were showering some yeah. praise onto the Thunder. You said SGA is something special. And that's exactly why he got my vote for All-NBA First Team. That was an impressive win on the road for the young, talented Thunder team. Carry the hell on. So you were on the OKC team, that the only one, right, Perk, that made it to the finals. Do you Ooh. see any similarities here in that foundation? Absolutely, I do. And look, when you talk about SGA, if anybody don't have them on his first team, shame on them, right? Start the season, we looked at Luka and the Mavs and Dame and Portland, and we thought they were going to be in the postseason and the play-in. We did not think the Thunder was going to be where they at right now, but they are on the back of Shea, right? Fourth in the league in scoring, averaging 31 a game, and he's playing defense. Fourth in the league in steals. But when I look at this team right now collectively, when it comes to the one of the youngest teams in the league, they are the most skilled, talented team in the NBA. When you look at Shea and you look at Josh Giddy, what he brings to the table, being able to create off the dribble for himself and others. When you look at Jalen Williams and what he's done as a rookie, averaging around 15 points, he is a walking bucket. He's going to continue to get better. And when they add Shet Holmgren to the lineup next year, I don't know a young team out there that's more talented than this Oklahoma City team. The future is bright, and they're going to be around for a very long time. Hmm. Look, I, I got no argument with what Perk is saying, you know, very little. They're, it's more of like when you look at this team and you look at when you look at the way they are structured, they've done it by the draft. They have brought guys in. A lot of the guys, not Shea, that was via trade to get uh, Paul George of the Clippers. Right. But this is the difference between that other OKC team and this OKC team. There were three future MVPs on that other OKC team. I don't know if I quite necessarily see that level of talent here, but I do see the same level of bright future. That's what I see. They have a cohesion that is beautiful to watch. SGA and Josh Giddy do a great job of playing off of each other. Lou Dort does his role. The Williams, not related brothers, they are <laughs> outstanding in their own right. It has been special to watch them, mainly because of how quickly they have come together. It's crazy, Malika, how really young this team is. You know, yeah. in the finishing stretch last night, they had two rookies and a second-year player on the floor. The second-year player was Josh Giddy, who had the highest-scoring game of his career in his first-ever postseason game. And so I think what you look at the Thunder, I don't think they have enough high-level talent on this roster right now to really leap into the contention zone. But they're obviously going to add Chet Holmgren. Obviously, the other players are going to get better. And they are absolutely loaded with cap space and draft picks to either trade or acquire a star player in a, to, to add to Shea Gildas-Alexander. So they are in great position to be upwardly mobile. And the crazy thing is, even if you project them out two
two or three seasons, they're still going to be really young. Um, and so that's what they've bought. They've really bought themselves optionality on how to develop this team. And even if they had lost last night, even if it had gone a different way, it would have already been a smashing success season. Mm -hmm. You may remember the night that they came into the Lakers, into his crypto, yep. when LeBron broke the record in that incredible environment that was charged and slapped the Lakers around in that game, regardless of the environment. They impressed sure me did. that night. They impressed me last night. You better pay attention tomorrow night, Minnesota, because if you're not careful, they'll impress people again. What do you think, Vince? They still have to, mm -hmm. to win one more game, as Brian alluded to, against Minnesota in order to get that final spot. Do you think they can do it? I do think they can do it, and I like what what – uh, Shea Gildress, Gildress said in his interview and what I saw as well and it was his approach to the game and as a star player as a guy who had the ball in his hand who had a lot of attention on him the way he approached that game was it was amazing because he got guys involved and he said it in his interviews that I wanted to make sure my guys were confident and comfortable and, and, and engaged in the game that I was able to do my thing and play my game and that's exactly what he did and you look at the stat, uh, stat sheet and he didn't have what two three assists but he got off the ball when he was double teamed, which led, led to open jump shots on the mm -hmm. other side. Wide open jump shots at that. I mean, yeah, they were saying Lou Dort's guy going to shoot. Well, he was making those shots because they were catch and shoot warm up shots. And then he was able to take over, had the big third quarter and obviously finished in the second half with 25 points. So that's what you want from your superstar. A guy who understands the game, can dictate the pace play and get his guys involved and then take over as the superstar he is in the second half. Well, it, the thing is, it's really rare to see a team that has the talent that they have on the court at this moment performing like they are and then also own the draft picks that they do because not only do they own their draft pick this year, but take a look at this. Over the next five drafts, Whoop. they own Everyone's 13, picks. 13 first round picks in that <laughs> span, which is impressive. Next I'm up so for OKC is the Timberwolves, 9.30 Eastern on ESPN tomorrow night. Minnesota may or may not have Rudy Gobert. Chris Finch said he was uncertain with back spasms at this point. Still to come on NBA Today, we have a very special guest ready to join the show live. Sixers head coach Doc Rivers is here. He will be back with us after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
So the Pelicans have been eliminated from the postseason, but this was Zion Williamson yesterday before the game getting in a workout. You can see him going up for a dunk there, not quite as explosive as he usually looks in this sort of setting. Remember, we haven't seen him play since January 2nd. He played in 29 games this season. So for more on Zion Williamson, we welcome back Brian Windhorst. Uh, Brian, where do New Orleans and Zion go from here? Well, um, it's a strange decision for have him do this publicly when he could have easily done it behind closed doors. But um, his new contract is soon to kick in, Malika. And it's a great contract. It's a max contract, but it's not fully guaranteed. And part of what is, is in this new contract is seven different times per year. Basically, uh, the first month of uh, the first day of each month of the season, um, he's got to have a weigh-in. And there's certain benchmarks that will affect how much money he is guaranteed. And then there are six different levels of number of games played in this new contract that will again affect the amount of money he is guaranteed. Now, for him not to get paid he would have to be waived. It wouldn't be like they could pay him, keep him on the roster and pay him less. But he is this contract that he extended and that is beginning at the end of the season is very, very highly focused on having him in condition and having him out on the court. Now, whether or not that'll make a difference, I don't know. But the concept that the Pelicans haven't addressed this is not true. They have addressed it with this contract, which Zion agreed to within 48 hours of the offer coming in last summer. So he knows what the terms are. So once they do get him fully healthy from this hamstring injury, in theory, it will be a different set of rules for Zion, even though he's going to be making a ton more money in doing so. So we heard from Zion Williamson for the first time a couple of days ago, Brian, and he said that it's a total misnomer that he is okay being on the sidelines, that he really misses the game, that he wants to be back out there, that he's doing everything that he can, but he doesn't quite feel like Zion 100%. And I think that fans, they get a little bit confused when he says that, and then they see a dunk like that in pregame warm-up. So where do they go in the next couple of months as he's trying to work his way back here? Yeah, from what I understand, Malika, he was not cleared at all even to do practice. He was nowhere close to playing, that he hadn't done anything uh, significant con contact-wise, and considering he had been out three months, even if he was cleared today, it would be potentially weeks before he could can play. So the, the Pelicans and Zion knew for a while that the, the playoffs were a dim situation. And I do think it's important to point out, you have to be fair to Zion. He had an injury setback. He came right. back after six weeks and had a setback, and so he just wants to avoid that. I think that's what makes it so hard, right, is he's one of the most electric players in the game, and everyone wants to see him out there. They know how hard he's been working. We sat down with him at the beginning of the season, and he talked about how excited he was to finally be healthy enough, so to have another season like that, that, I believe, is where the frustration lies for him. Brian Windhorst, thank you so much. Please do not go too far. Still to come on NBA Today, look who is with us, look who is joining us. It is the one, the only, head coach of the 76ers, Doc Rivers. Hey, Doc, we're going to chat with you on the other side of this break. DraftKings teamed up with hip-hop legends. We're talking about Rick Ross. We're talking about Fat Joe. The locks to create an anthem for hoops culture. The record is called The Game, and it's everything around the game that we all love. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My life is a movie. From Yaoundé, Cameroon, and the University of Kansas, Joel Embiid. You better start trusting the process. I always say that everything just happens so fast. Is this the Tiger Game Series? I don't want to hear about no process no more. Philadelphia, for the fourth time in the last five years, goes out in the Eastern Conference semis. I've been through a lot. But you just got to prove that you belong on this stage. Going into this year, I've gone up to another level. Process that. But the only way I get respect is if I win a championship. You're watching NBA Today, presented by American Express. The 76ers, they've won 54 games this season, their most in over 20 years. And Embiid and Harden became the first pair of teammates to win the scoring and assist title in the same season since the 80s. And head coach Doc Rivers, he enters this postseason fourth all-time in playoff wins, second among active coaches only behind Greg Popovich. And look who joins us now. It is Sixers head coach Doc Rivers. Doc, thank you so much for making a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Let's just start with Joel Embiid because you come out and said it. You said Joel Embiid is the MVP and you've coached for a long time. You've coached great players. You've coached finals MVPs. You've played with MVPs, but you've never coached an MVP for their entirety of their MVP season. So what makes you so sure that it is Joel this year? Well, I don't know what makes me sure other than I, I coach him and I'm, I'm really biased, but I just think he's earned it. You know, uh, every criteria that you can come up with, he's earned his record, our team record. Uh, the uh, just body of work. You know, a lot of times they say a lot of these awards are won the year before or the year right. before that. Well, he's been second the last two years uh, and he keeps getting better. His numbers are better than last year. Um, you know, back-to-back scoring titles. Um, you know, at times where we're at the beginning of the year we had all these injuries and he kept us afloat. Uh, and he's done everything from a coaching standpoint, Malika, that I've asked him to do to improve on. Being a uh, uh, finding a position where we, we decided on the nail on the elbow as a closer, being a better passer, you know, career high in assists for him. So he's just doing everything. And I think that I said this last year about him, uh, his dominance defensively at the end of games uh, still to me is underrated. So, yeah, I mean, the case has already been made. The votes are already in. Yeah, right. And so I just think it's, it's, it's time. And I think he will. 
Well, he's been knocking on the door the last couple of years, and certainly he is the favorite to walk away with it this year. Let's talk a little bit about James Harden. I mentioned his assists before welcoming you in. What do you think has been the biggest challenge and then the biggest reward of coaching him? Well, I don't know if it's a challenge. You know, um, I guess the challenge is that we have a generational player in James Harden. Uh, and then the coach goes to him and say, hey, I, I want you to play different than you've played throughout your career. Right. That's challenging. Um, the reward and, and is that James has done that. Um, and, and he's still getting better at it and working at it. Um, we needed him to run the basketball team. Uh, he's done that. We needed him to still be James Harden and score at times, and he's done that. But career high in assists, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. He's going to lead the league in assists. Uh, this is his career high in his field goal percentage from the three-point line. Um, we've asked him to do certain things defensively that he's done, you know, and from a coaching standpoint and just from everybody organizationally, uh, this is a guy that a lot of people, lots of people said, the things that we've asked him to do that either he wouldn't do them right. or that he couldn't do them, and he's proven that he can. You know, now the next step is can we, not just him, we, all of us, uh, do that in the playoffs. And if we can, we're going to be hard to beat. I do want to get into those playoffs in just a minute, but I think fairly or unfairly, right, the question surrounding James Harden at times from the outside looking in was how coachable is he? Where does your relationship yeah. stand now? Very well. Very good. I mean, really good. We talk literally not every day, but we talk a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I've been in this a while, and yeah. I think you've already said that. And you got to have a relationship. Uh, you got to, uh, but but trust and respect goes both ways, right? And and we've learned that through trial and error over the last year and a half, and and we have that, you know. Um, but you know, Perk's been around me. I, I come in a timeout and I'll draw up a play, uh, and you know, let's say James has some input on it. Uh, there's times that I go with him and I agree, but then there's times that I don't. And we have to be okay with both, and we are, and that's what makes our relationship so good. Uh, James has an extraordinary mind. You know, I think we talk a lot about his talent uh, and not enough about how smart he is as a basketball player. I think, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, it's what happens in the playoffs. It's what happens in, in the postseason, and you all have some lofty goals this year and potentially some consequences on the other side, right? James Harden is just one of the people that we're talking about looking at a contract uh, decision to make on the other side of all of this. So for you here, how do you manage that sort of pressure as an organization? What are your expectations? Well, you know, Malika, pressure is an interesting thing, and it's it's also, it's, it's, it's team felt, it's individually felt. Uh, but it also has to be embraced because if your goal is to do what we want to do, then pressure is part of that goal. You can't, you can't, it's no other way. Right. And so I don't think anyone's scared of that or worried about it. Um, you know, consequences like, so what? Like we, we've set these goals and if there's gotta be consequences, if we don't reach them, then whatever, you know, that's how, that's, I think that's how our guys honestly Look at it. Uh, you know, if you don't reach your goals, sometimes there's no consequences. You just got to do it better. Sometimes there are. And whatever. That's how we look at it. That doesn't affect us. Our goals are what they are.
Mm. Well, you've had teams like this, right? You've had star groups before, and you've had star groups where you've gone on to win it all, and you've had star groups where you've fallen short, right? I'm looking at Boston. I'm looking at Los Angeles. What group does this this one that you have right now, does it feel more similarly to one or another? That's a great question. Um, I would say definitely more uh, leaning towards Boston uh, than the Clippers, and not trying to take anything away from that team. Uh, that team was never going to win. When you look back at it, uh, we just didn't get along well enough as a group. And you can't win without cooperation. That's the only way you can win. Uh, and obviously better play. Uh, but this team is deeper. This team reminds me a lot of Boston. We've added some late pieces uh, to our team, like the Boston team. Mm-hmm. Um, we get along. We uh, It may be the right time, too. You know, um, for teams to win, it has to be the right time for all the players and everybody to want to give up themselves and give themselves to the team. So it might may be the right time for this group. Well, and you've said that you tell your, your team every single day that, oh, people aren't picking you. They're looking at the Celtics. They're looking at the Bucks. They're looking at other people, but they are not looking at you necessarily to win this. So for you, what is the threshold for success this season? Well, what you think it is. You know, like, I get it. I get what, you know, and, and you gotta, you have to have humility, right, in life. Um, and you have to give Milwaukee their flowers, and you have to give it to the Celtics as well. Milwaukee's a world champion, uh, and that's something we're not, and we have to learn how to be that. So they have an advantage there. Boston went to the finals last year. And so right now, in a lot of ways, they should be the favorite because they won the East last year. Uh, we've done none of those two things, so we're the odd uh, guy out of the mix no one's you know i laugh at if the sixers don't make it past the second round they're a failure but no one's picking the sixers to make it past the second round sure it's it's it's, it's, it's hilarious in a lot of ways you know you can't have them both but we want that we want that like we want the pressure of that and we're willing to go through whatever it takes to get that yeah i mean you asked me what do i think it is i Personally, probably, I think it's making it to the conference finals. That's somewhere pushing beyond where you've been. Okay, Doc, answer this question very carefully. Is Joel Embiid the best big man that you've ever coached? Oh, at the perk. At the perk. <laughs> I was like, I'm answer it carefully. I'm going with Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good answer. Well, here he is, Kendrick Perkins. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, in Butu forever. In Butu forever. forever. Doc, you got to be careful because... Because we we are petty on this show, especially Malika. They try to trap you into things <laughs> like this. But I'm glad I'm glad Malika brought up the the Boston uh, comparison because I wanted to ask you about like when you look at this team, you know what Embiid and Harden and and Max and PJ is going to bring to the table, even Tobias. And when I look at the the bigs that you have off the bench, you have you know Paul Reed, Trez. Um, and Dwayne Dedman, that's something like Leon Poe, you know, Big Baby, and P.J. Brown. But then I, I'm looking and I'm saying, well, who is the James Posey? Hmm. And that happens to be Niang, right? And I want to know because I've watched him. I watched a lot of y'all games. And every single time, he's always ready. He then came in off the bench and gave y'all life, knocking down shots, taking charge, bring charges, bringing tenacity. I just want you to explain to me and the world what he's meant to your team and how valuable he's going to be for us going into the postseason. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Um, you got to be a little bit of an instigator, uh, which, which Pose was. I mean, Pose was a great instigator. 
Uh, he was the king of the foul after the foul. Uh, and you got to be able to speak up to the stars. If, and you know what I mean there, Perk. Like, it's really important. The mm-hmm. one thing every championship team, they have buy-in. Every single guy has mm-hmm. bought in. Uh, I will say this team is the first team that I've had since Boston where you know that everybody's bought in. There's no BS. It's, they're bought in. They, they want to they be a team. But George is great because George will tell Joel and James exactly what he thinks. And that sounds nuts, but it's really important. It's really important when you have veteran guys off your bench that are willing to speak up to everybody. What's right is right. And, and so I think that's been a very important part to our team. And P.J. Brown, too. We have two guys uh, that have been in the league. P.J.'s won a title. Um, you know, he's 40,000 years old. And, and and he tells you <laughs> what he thinks. And he tells right. them all what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great for our basketball team. You kind of have to have that balance, all of those pieces. Absolutely. Plus, I love that George Niang's nickname is the minivan. Doc Rivers, thank you so much for spending a little time with us on <laughs> NBA Today. And if you didn't get enough of Doc Rivers, don't worry. He will be with our friends on PTI a little later. But we have a packed weekend of playoff basketball coming. That's right. It's that time of year. Playoff basketball. It starts at 1 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. And then at 3.30 Eastern, we have the Hawks and the Celtics. You can see the full schedule, including our Saturday primetime game, on your screen. So for more on the final game of our Saturday quadruple header, we have senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski joining us. Woj, I understand that you have some news concerning one of the coaches out west. Uh, That's right, Malika. The first of many postseason awards that uh, we're going to have here starting soon. Uh, Mike Brown has been voted the National Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year. That's voted on by the 30 NBA coaches. You know, Brown led one of really the most remarkable turnarounds in recent league history, uh, ending that 16-year playoff drought with the Kings. Uh, a historically good offense in Sacramento. And of course, now his reward in the first round of the playoffs is a three seed for the Kings. Uh, his old team, the defending champion, uh, Golden State Warriors, where he spent six years, helped uh, as a part of three championship teams. Uh, but Mike Brown, uh, I think uh, a fairly overwhelming choice. Each coach uh, could not vote for himself, just picked a winner. Uh, and Mike Brown, Uh, is the Coaches Association Coach of the Year. Mike Brown has done such a terrific job with that Sacramento group, breaking an incredibly long playoff drought, and now we get to see them in action in a little highway series against the Golden State Warriors. Adrian Wojnarowski, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Still to come on our show, guess who is joining us live from the team bus? DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, fresh off of their win over the Raptors. Oh, wait, Richard, they're not on the bus. They're joining us from the plane. We'll be right back. Oh, okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Harris into the beaten baseline. He gets around it. DeMar on the cut and the punch. Say it with your chest. That's all created by Zach Levine. Levine going to work. Tough pull-up. Oh, man. He's hotter than fish grease. Once we got a rhythm, you know, I think we start getting to it. I can honestly say that this is a first for me. Joining us now is Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan live from their team plane as they are en route to Miami for another play-in game. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Thank you for spending a little bit of time. I mean, I, I think we, we, have to start, we have to start here. Last night, at what point, DeMar, did you realize that it was your daughter that every single time the Raptors would shoot a free throw, she would be screaming at the top of their lungs and cause them to shoot, cause them to shoot 50% from the, from the, from the strike? Uh, I mean, like, um, probably not to the end of the second quarter. I had no clue until one of the players told me, uh, jokingly, I had no clue. And ever since then, every time they went to the free throw line, I realized it was her screaming. So I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out. She did her thing. And now today she's back at school? Yes, she's back in school. I'm trying to be a responsible parent. Zach, I mean, are we lobbying at all to get him to get her out of school to be in Miami for this next play-in game? We're, 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 we're figuring that out in the in the background. I think I think the teacher's going to give her a, a hall pass for the day. She's oh, yeah. Right. She might need a little bit of a, a homework slip, a little bit of an excuse. Let's talk a little bit about right. the game because you all trailed by 19 points with just over nine minutes left in the third quarter. What do you think was the biggest key to your turnaround? Um, we just picked it up aggressively um, on both hands. You know, that got it going. Um, we rallied behind him offensively. We got some stops. You know, we, we, we understood what we dug ourselves in once we looked up and knew, knew we was down 19. Um, and it was on us to fight back. And from then on out, we just left it all, all out there on the floor. No, you guys left it all out on the floor. Watching the game, it was impressive to see the fight. I want to know this. Patrick Beverly, there's been so much made about when he shows up. We know Pat, everybody's seen him in this league. Yep. Can you just speak a little bit about kind of the energy injection that he's given your team since arriving? You should have just seen him. He, oh, he just walked off the plane with, with too much energy and all that, with a ball in his hand, uh-huh. stretching. He just finished phone rolling. I mean, he, he, he. Everything you see about Pat, that's Pat 24-7. He sleep aggressively, so that's Pat. Park? <laughs> hey, fellas, first of all, I got, I got to ask y'all this. Y'all playing Blu-ray or y'all playing Guts? Which one of y'all playing on the plane? I need to know. <laughs> and who win in the list? You want you want want us to do it? You oh. want to do it right now? Yeah, we need to get some cards <laughs> out here. You can take you can take five perks. You can take five. You want to take five perks? Yeah, five ain't that bad right now. <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't taking five. But look, I, I I wanted to talk about the big fella, uh, Big Vucevic down there in the middle. What he's meant to the team, for us, what he brings to the table, you know, uh, and just talk about his importance to y'all ball club. Man, it, it, it's incredible, man. He, he played every single game this year. He works his butt off. Um, he's the anchor of this team. We always can count on him. The things that he brings offensively and defensively kind of go underappreciated. Um, but he does so much for us. You know, um, without Vooch, we wouldn't even be in this position to be able to have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. So 
Vooch deserves so much credit. I know a lot of stuff seemed like it leaned lean on me and Zach, but Vooch definitely deserves so much more credit than he, uh, than he gets. I have one more for each of you gentlemen before we let you go. Zach, for you, you guys are the first 10 seed to advance in the play-in tournament in the three years that it's been active. What's been the biggest difference, do you think, for this group that has allowed you guys to come together and to push it to this point? We understood the type of team we are. We haven't had the best season, but, um, you know, we had to throw everything at it, especially these last, you know, after All-Star break, to give ourselves a chance at least and then, you know, see where it takes from there. Um, trust each other, trusting our work, and then just being there for each other and, and having no quit. Um, being down 19 yesterday, just good talking uh, in the huddles, making sure that we can get it close. And yeah. obviously, um, you know, we can do what we do at, at the end of the game. So I think it's just been everybody being connected and positive. And then, DeMar, for you, not only did you have to go and win in Toronto, but now you're closing it out potentially against your former running mate in Kyle Lowry. What has this been like for you in those two chapters? You know, it's been an emotional few days now playing that. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, it's you know, this, this one thing about sports, it can bring you together and you have so many great bonds and connection. Obviously, the connection I had in Toronto, had the opportunity to go there, win, now to play against my best friend. Um, send him home. Um, definitely be great too. Um, but that's the beauty of this game, honestly. Just going, just going out there, be able to compete um, against people that you have a bond with, and you know, that's a you know, real competitive nature that that we've been going going up against these last couple days, so it should be fun. It will be fun. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for our show. We will see you tomorrow. Good luck, guys. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it.